Welcome to the LBC Sermon Podcast. This podcast is recorded live at Love Beyond Church in Harveston, Johannesburg, every Sunday at 9am, and may include the sounds of God's creation and our scenic environment. Join us as we press into the heart of God and His will for our lives. Welcome. South Africa. We've been really enjoying our time with you. And uh, we've, the last four days we've been here in this building, engaging in a school of the prophets and prophetic seminar, whatever you want to call it. Had a great time, you know. And we, we just have so much to be thankful for. I mean, what God said and did last four days is so rich, so powerful. And uh, it's been great just meeting new people and connecting with relationships I've had in the past, just reconnecting with people and and just our, our time together just with, with our ministry team and fellowship and spending some great time um, with Eric and Mandy and I just want to say you guys are great people. You know, I think I've known you for maybe five years-ish, something like that, and began to connecting and building relationships, spending time together and you've always been uh, very encouraging um, and supportive of what God's doing in my life and ministry and all that and and receptive as well and and hospitable and generous and all those things. I mean, I just want to say that you guys have some great leaders here. Yeah, amen? amen. <laughs> Let's give them a hand of appreciation. Amen. Such wisdom, such love. Um, when, I, when I first met you, I think we sat and had some pizza. I forgot exactly where it was at, but uh, it's pretty good pizza. It's a vino. Pizza Vino. Okay, that's where it was at. Had some Pizza Vinos and some great tizers, and we we're just sitting down there, just fellowshipping and just, just getting to know each other. And and the Lord told me to tell you that there's there's more in you than just a businessman. There's there's a gift that God has in you uh, for ministry, and God's going to open that up. God's going to develop that. God's going to release that, engage that, and, and here we are in a new season. Amen. God has done just that. You know, he's really, he's done great things the last few years since I've known you. You know, the beautiful thing about you guys in this situation with this local house and this church and ministry that's developing, it's just the beginning, um, is that you have such a solid foundation in, in God, in your relationship with God and the word of God and have faithfully served ministries over the years. And so uh, you have a, a very solid foundation upon which to build upon. So some people enter ministry uh, too soon yeah. without a proper foundation. You've got a solid foundation. So I believe God, that is going to be very beneficial the days ahead in building and how God, you know, gives you um, the, the blueprint of step one, step two, step three. God's going to entrust you with some things probably quicker than he would others that have don't have that foundation. So anyway, Amen. we're just so excited to be here. It's just great. I mean, I, I give you half Thanksgiving for... You might think I'm crazy, but I'm thankful for food. Amen. 
we had, we had some beautiful ostrich fillets last night. I was praising God for that. Amen. And I'm thankful for even the, the donkey next door. He's been faithful to attend our services all week long. I went over there and give him, pet him a little bit, scratches the head there. And, uh, and we've had a hallelujah hottie dolls this last week. We've had a, a divine donkey. It's just everything. It's all beautiful. You know. I don't know. It's just great to be here this morning. I'm actually even thankful. For uh, the Springboks winning the World Cup. Amen. Oh, Come on. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I was here actually in 2019 uh, and I watched on the big screen at uh, Monte Casino. Watching the big screen, uh, you guys won the World Cup then. I got a little taste of just how much you guys like your rugby over here. I had somebody on the left, somebody on the right, both spilling their beer on me and just going crazy. And I'm like, okay, all right. Okay. We like our American football a little bit better than rugby. Just, I know you guys are a little tougher than us. Apparently, we got pads on. And but congratulations for the fourth time. And now you do need to be generous and let other people win sometimes too. So don't get too on a, much of a winning streak here. But we don't want this to get to your heads to get too proud of yourself. But, no, but it, it is great. It's a great feat. I remember watching that movie several years ago um, about your rugby team and just apartheid and just. There's the things that God that God's doing in the midst of challenges, you know, and that's what God's doing today. He's He's busy building His house in the midst of challenges all around us, and there's nothing the devil can do about it. Amen. Well, before I get to preaching, I'm gonna have David come on up here for a few minutes and share a little bit with you. David and I we've known each other for I think seven years now, uh, built relationship, and uh, he's pastors and oversees a couple ministries, churches, and. New Jersey, right next to New York City, and he is Puerto Rican, and uh, one of the beautiful things that I love and I'm thankful for is when I go visit them, they feed me Puerto Rican food. It's really good. Mexican food's good. It's right here. But Puerto Rican, it takes it to the next level. Let me just tell you that right now. Amen. So I appreciate David and all the friend and the brother he is to me, and uh, just everything that he's doing for the kingdom of God. and. And what God has in store for him in the future. So, uh, give, give our brother a hand here. Praise the Lord. It's good to see each and every one of you. I feel so at home. And those who weren't here for the last couple of days, you're going to have an opportunity to taste the flavor and the goodness of God and the three of us working together as a team. As you're going to see, it's flowing. You know, uh, we work as together as a team because that's what the Lord wants to do in the house. And so, um, to give you a little background of myself, um, yes, I, I have the privilege and the honor, and I give honor to Eric and, and Mandy for uh, giving us the privilege to be honored and serving this house, you know, and it's a wonderful opportunity to meet with the family and, and fellowship. So we have another family here, and the Lord opened the door. And uh, I give honor to the house that I serve in New York, uh, correction, in New Jersey. And it's wonderful of what God is doing. Um, I was an architect and engineer for McDonald's, the Golden Archers, for over 10 years. Uh, and it's, it, was a, it was fun. I would drive two hours to work one way and two hours to work the other way uh, from New Jersey all the way up to Pennsylvania, up in the mountain. Uh, but I loved it. 
I love doing it because every time that I had to sit down and do a design, each of them was unique. It was different. Just like the houses here. They have different flavor, different architecture, different uh, materials on it. And it gives an expression of uniqueness of each house that was built. And what God wants to do here in this house is very unique. And I want you to realize that because it's so important what God wants to do. And um, I am presently um, in the process of doing something in my house because I want to expand it so my in-laws can live with me because they've been a blessing to my life. Some men, they have uh, Godzilla as a mother, you know, and I don't, I've been blessed with my mother-in-law and father-in-law, so I want to honor them. I want to honor them. This house been placed here to bring honor into this region and into this community. That's how much God loved this place. Think about that. That he placed the ministers, he placed the five-fold ministry here for a specific purpose. You know, God told uh, Noah, I need you to build this house, the ark, because something's going to take place. And God gave Noah the, uh, the design, the specification that is needed. And, you know, God is the architect. And God told them what to do. But you know what was interesting? It took 120 years for that ark to be built. But the Bible will tell you that Noah did not build it by himself. Listen, Noah did not build it by himself. The family had to come in agreement. Despite of the ridicule, despite of it didn't make sense. Really, it didn't make sense. People didn't see rain. They were building in a place definitely was not a location to build at because there was no river. There was no water. And then building something so oversized, why? But you see, when you follow God's specific plan, and it's for purpose. And you see his sons there, the wife there, all together building an ark that was specifically designed at that time. God is building an ark right here for a specific purpose and time. And it's so important that we follow the master plan. Say the master plan. Master plan. Okay. So in First Corinthians, First Chronicle 22, I gave you that little foundation there to understand there must be an agreement. When I was designing the plan, there was an agreement among the board with the people who were investing the money for what they wanted. We came in agreement of what was needed for that location. Money was spent so that way it could be raised up to serve the need of that community. All right. So the same thing God is raising up this house to serve this region, to serve this community. All right. But we need to get in agreement with what God designed. And you know what? Noah and his children came together. That means the children's in the house, even though they were big 
and, and they have wives. But, you know, that shows the family unit working together. This is a family. This is a family. And we need to work together. Nobody's excluded. Everybody's included. So in 1 Chronicle 22, 19, notice what it says, because God is talking about building a house. He said, now set your heart. Notice what he said. Set your heart and soul to seek the Lord God and rise up and build the sanctuary of the Lord God so that you may bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and then a couple of un into the house built for the name, parenthesis, present for the presence of the Lord. Then in Hebrews chap uh, chapter 3, 4 said, for every house is built by someone. Somebody built a house. But the builder of all things is God. All right. So point number one, we got to recognize God is the architect. He had the design. So we want to follow his design, his blueprint. And it was very interesting because the word blueprint came out earlier. It was said, amen, by Apostle uh, Eric. He said, you know, we need to follow the blueprint. And I'm going, here it goes. This is what you told me last night. I thank you. I listen. And everyone is unique. Say unique. unique. Look at the flavor in this house right here. Wow, different nation, different representative here for a specific purpose, a unique design. So it's everyone is unique. Then number two, we have to set your heart. There must be an agreement. We need to realize this is what God is. The purpose of the ministry, the house, the vision, the mission, what the Lord had put in the apostle and his uh, wife, you know, and the house, the fivefold, to do something. We're to work together, to build together. So he said, set your heart. Determine to seek God. When you come here, have a spirit of expectancy. Know that Lord yes, is coming here to talk to you. It's every, every day, every moment is a time of visitation. When you come here, you know God is coming here because the presence of the Lord is here. Not just here, but you carry it right here because we carry the covenant. We are the ark of the Lord. We carry his presence. We carry his glory. And how much more when we get together, the, the, the presence of the Lord even shines more. All right? So we see that. And then I love what Jeremiah 29 uh, 13 says it's so beautiful because when we come with an expectancy this is what God is saying he said seek me seek me another word uh, he's saying with deep longing with deep longing with intense desire how desirous are you hmm I remember my, I'm 38 years married with my wife. My goodness. And uh, I remember falling in love with her. And, and I would call her. I would look forward to hearing her lovely voice. And just wanted to spend time with her. And something just, you know, it didn't matter how long. 
And I remember one time we was over two hours in the phone. My goodness, my ear was red. <laughs> and, and we would say, no, you, it was time to say goodbye, you know, and good night. And it's like, uh, you, you, you say goodbye. No, 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 you, you first. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and you just didn't want it to, you just wanted to be there. And then afterwards, you just couldn't wait to, I know I couldn't wait to see her. I couldn't wait to see her. You know? What about you and the Lord? How, how passionate, how intent is the longing? That's what made David so unique. He was after God's heart. What about your heart? And we got to teach this to our children, to those around us, the intense desire when we come here to seek God. And then, and then he said, and you will find me when you search me with all your heart. That's the Amplified. All right? But I, you know what I like about the message? The message, the same verse says, yes, when you get serious about finding me, how serious are you? Hmm? Can you imagine how serious was Noah with his family building that ark? They had to stay focused. They had to be determined. You cannot let nothing stop and hinder your relationship with you and God. That's right. When you're building the house together. Because you're building your house. Here's your relationship with God. But all of us together as one family. We're one body. Seeking the Lord. Right. Amen. Right. And, and, and then he said, uh, yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Yes. So when you come here with that intention and desire, you won't be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Because it's not about us. Like the song says, it's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. So, and finally, number three, this house will be a place where people will discover the word of God. In both, a revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ and relevant to our daily life. You know, when we discover, you know, the word of God, that God is also powerful and present. God is powerful and present. Not only that, when people come to this house, it was specifically designed so that they will know, come to know the revelatory power of the word of God. Because we talk about transformation, reformation, restoration. It's through the word of God. This is living word, but it's also bread of life. And it brings such a refreshing even when you go through hell, when it seems like things make no sense, you still have hope and it lifts you up. So you come to get fed, but also it's water to drink. And then also you get to find out that you get to find out the transformation power of the Spirit of God. When you come here, it's an equipping center. This is an equipping center. Because you're going to discover that you are being prepared to serve one another and being raised up as an army. You know, so the Holy Spirit, you'll discover during this time 
with with the seminar, the prophetic seminar, both Apostle Paul and Apostle Eric was equipping us in the prophetic and how that can change our life. It's not just for here. It's when we go outside, when we see it one another, and we got to practice when we meet a friend. You know, you have an opportunity when you shake somebody's hand because you sat in this place and you received the word and you're being equipped and you're discovering what is inside, what is inside got to come out. That when you shake somebody's hand and you embrace somebody's uh, uh, a person, it's not you. It's the greater one Amen. inside of you. So, Papa, Mama, Granny, Grandpa, understand that when you do this, the very presence of God, the anointing of God, the chain breaker, the healer, is flowing from you into their life. It will make a difference in your own house. That's why God has a unique plan for this house. Yeah. And what a privilege, what an awesome honor you have yeah. to be part of this house and to welcome everybody that you yeah. can that God will bring in your life. Yeah. But we have to be together in agreement mm -hmm. to build what God is establishing, the house that God wants to build. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Amen. Just so you know, the three of us have not talked about what the Lord put in our heart to share with you. And I'm going to have Apostle Eric come up next to you. Alex. Okay. I need a little more sleep here, obviously. No, but um, the Lord can place some things in our heart to share with you this morning to help bring affirmation, to bring confirmation, and to bring definition to the house that God is building amongst you. It's exciting. Because what, what he said was so powerful and so true and so life-giving is that there is a unique expression of family that God is developing here. And we want to speak into this thing. And I'm going to, take, I'm going to give this uh, microphone over to my, my friend, my brother, yeah. my fellow apostle, prophet, prophet, apostle <laughs> from the Netherlands, all the way from the Netherlands. We come from the States. He comes from the Netherlands. We met, I think, about probably six, seven years ago as well. And I've been there a couple times, and uh, he's been to the States with us, and it's just, a, it's just an honor to be with you here in South Africa. I think it's a Kairos moment, Amen. and uh, just it's serving the Lord with you to minister to people. It's a blessing, and you're a blessing to me, Amen. so appreciate you, and uh, just take your liberty here. Thank you. Well, good morning, everybody. Good to be back in the house of the Lord, and uh, thank you also, uh, David, for sharing the word of the lord i'm always so blessed when you are standing up and sharing something from your heart it is uh, you are not only a great man of god when it comes to character but i also see uh, the lord is increasing anointing inside of you and he's also increasing content inside of you because the lord says i have not called you only to preach on sunday and to encourage people and churches. And I have not only called you to teach discipleship, but I've also called you to teach when it comes to leadership, apostolic, prophetic, uh, kingdom, 
uh, I was so uh, encouraged when you told me about the Apostolic Reformation School that is taking place in the USA. I would love to see that you are be part of that even more because that is what the Lord is doing in your life. Uh, God is going to call you also to minister to leaders, two types of leaders, leaders that need to migrate from pastoral to apostolic, and a new breed of leaders also need to be raised up. You will be a father for them. This is one of the reasons why uh, God led you also <clears throat> to come to South Africa, uh, to come under uh, the apostolic and prophetic grace, and not only to come under them, under the, the grace, but also to receive an impartation. The fruit of that is a new impartation of the spirit of revelation. You already feel that, you already sense that, but the Lord says it will continue when you go back to USA because that spirit is dropped in your spirit. It will not leave you. It will increase you. It will increase your, your, your word ministry. You will be a blessing for many. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand this morning. I believe we are here with a purpose to bless you. But I also believe we are here to receive something of ourselves. I believe that when I go back to the Netherlands. I, also, uh, I have also received something. While I'm here in South Africa, I believe that I'm going to see the fruit when I'm going back to uh, the Netherlands. No, not the USA, the Netherlands. I believe in new levels of glory, new levels of healing, deliverances, blessings, open doors. Not only for myself, but also for you. There is a double portion that the Lord wants to release in such a time as this. We have been sons and now the Lord trusts us to be fathers. Not only for me, but also for you both. There is an impartation. And there is a reason why God brought us here. Not only to bless, but also to receive. And to be ignited once again in the prophetic. Because there is a twin. There is a twin, although it will be literally, uh, you know what I'm talking about, the, the child. But uh, you're also called to have two streams outside of you. Uh, the apostolic, but definitely also the prophetic. <clears throat> and why not, why not build that also uh, wherever the Lord sends you? Why not release also the prophetic? Because then you will be a blessing not only when it comes to the apostolic river, but also the prophetic river. And when you are blessing to others, a blessing is coming back. Amen. A blessing for the apostolic river. But if you pioneer the prophetic once again, a blessing is coming back. Also from that prophetic grace. Uh, 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 favor is always attached to prophets and to the prophetic. That is something that is God connected to the prophet. And, and that will help you also in your ministry, says the Lord. Come on, let's give the Lord one more time. An offering, a clap of. But we are not here to talk about ourselves, but I failed to share this. And we are here to talk about you guys. And um, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, also, in terms of what the Lord has done last week. How many of you know uh, and can testify it was a blessing time? Amen. And we're talking about the prophetic conference or school or conference. What we have, it was more than only a school. We have not only been teaching, but also preaching. 
and we did a lot of prophesying also. Huh? Yeah. Actually, there was more prophesying than I uh, uh, thought before, uh, than I anticipated before. But that was also one of the words that we received coming to South Africa. Uh, we were sent by our team. I believe in being sent. They've prayed for us. They've prophesied. And one of the <coughs> prophetic words was that the Holy Spirit would took, took over. And there were times that we have no time to go back to our notes. Because I've prepared many notes. But many notes I've not able to be shared. But that's okay. Because the Holy Spirit knows better the agenda of the Father than us. <coughs> Amen. And I have always a prayer when it comes to meetings. Father, that your agenda will manifest. Amen. And I believe that the Lord has done that. And I also believe for today we are here together to receive a triple blessing. Everybody say triple blessing. Because David has blessed you. I'm going to bless you. Bo is going to bless you. And after that, we're also going to have a time of prayer because we want to release a few things. Amen. I have a few things on my heart. I'm going to share that and then I'm going to take, uh, give it over to Bo. But give me a few minutes time. Is that okay? And number one, I want to say to you, I want to thank you, first of all, also, uh, Pastor Eric Mendy and also the team, the church, but specifically also you guys for hosting us with such a generosity. Uh, I know that we have been a blessing to you, Amen. but my God, you have been also a blessing to us. Yes. And, uh, and, and I know that because you have been a blessing to us, the Lord is going to be a blessing for you. Because that is a principle in the kingdom of God. It's when you receive apostles and prophets, you will also receive the rewards of apostles and prophets. And one of the rewards of the apostolic is upgrades. Now everybody say upgrades. Because apostles are the computer specialists in the kingdom of God. They are connected to the app store of the Holy Spirit. And whenever the Holy Spirit is downloading a new app, can you follow me? I'm speaking a little bit uh, trendy now. Then the apostles are called to uh, release that or download that. Amen. Because the Lord always wants to do a new thing. And we are living in a season. Uh, how many of you know is that revelation is progressively. Yes. We are now more today than 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we are living in the days of reformation. Now everybody say reformation. reformation. Reformation is the process that God is using to restore his church back to the original blueprint of the Lord. Because only when we do church his way, we will be affected. Amen. And we will be fruitful. On the other thing, I think that the Lord is doing more than only bring us back to the original plan. He is even bring us further as a church. Because the glory of the second house is greater than the glory of the first house. Amen. The, 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 the church in the Bible, they have lived in Pentecost, but we are, we are called to live in Tabernacle. They have seen the first fruit, but we are going to see the full fruit, even when it comes to the overall plan of God. Amen. Because those are seasons where the Lord is 
leads you in person, we have been talking about that, that the first evening, but also when it comes to the church in a general way, I also believe in seasons where God is leading his church in, we are, have already been migrating from first to full fruit. Yeah. We are going to see the full fruit yeah. of the message of the kingdom. Can you say amen to that? Yeah. Amen. But I believe you have received an upgrade. Amen. And that is what you need in order to make a next step in the Lord. Can you say amen to that? The reward of prophets is always destiny. Now everybody say destiny. Because destiny is connected to prophets. They have the ability to reach in the future and bring the future in the present. Can you say amen? I believe you have a great destiny. Now say to yourself, I have a great destiny in the Lord. You as a church have a great destiny, but also when it comes to your personal life. All of us have a great destiny in the Lord. Amen? And this is also what the Holy Spirit is testifying. Because the Holy Spirit is speaking all the time, but we need to have ears to hear. What the Lord is saying is we are not, we have not come to the end of the script of God. And I say the script of God because everything that the Lord is doing on earth is according to what is written in the book in heaven. How many of you know that our lives, that Jesus knew us before the foundation of the world. He knew us and he has prepared works for us. Amen. And it is, and, and when it comes to works and destiny and ministry, you have to understand that uh, when it comes to purpose, it is immediately and progressively. Mm-hmm. Amen. The moment you give your life to the Lord, you are born again. God can use you immediately. That's right. <clears throat> because all of us have a testimony. And when the Holy Spirit is coming over us, we will be a witness. Because we have a testimony. What is evangelism is sharing your testimony. Because people can agree. They can agree. They can, the scriptures, they can have an opinion, opinion, opinion when it comes to the scriptures. But not when it comes to your personal experience. Amen. And testifying what the Lord has done in your life is actually uh, uh, what is evangelism is. Amen. So God can use you. At the same time, there are greater works prepared. But in order to walk in that, you need to go to a process. Because you are not ready for it. Amen. So all of us are going to a process all the time. Then you will produce fruit. And then after that, again, you will be pruned again. And then a new chapter is coming. Can you say amen to that? And a new chapter is coming. And a new chapter is also coming to you. Because we are not at the end of the script of God. We are at at the end of a chapter and at the beginning of a new chapter. Can you say amen to that? And whenever God opens a new chapter, everything will become bigger <clears throat> and better. Everybody say bigger and better. Because we will go up and not go down. Amen? Yes. 
<clears throat> now everybody say destiny. And I believe you have a great destiny. Amen. And what I also see is that the Lord is going to reward you of all the seeds that you have been sowing, not only in the ministry, but also when it comes to the business, actually when it comes to your whole life. Uh, it is not only, you are not only in the season of sowing, but also in the season of reaping. <clears throat> you are going to reap a lot of things that you have been sowing. And not only that, but the Lord has granted you <clears throat> for next year three, three holidays or slash mission trips. That is what I see in the spirit. You will take a mission trip. You will have a holiday. <clears throat> and I see another small holiday with the two of you. So three times next year. This is what I see. Now listen now. And do it <clears throat> because you have deserved it. And whenever you go out, the Lord will minister to you. Yes. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Yes, is it confirmation? Because you can enjoy life now. Amen. While, you, while the thing is still going on, but it is also harvest time. Now, everybody say harvest time. <clears throat> Sorry. I need uh, some water. <clears throat> it is still the overflow of Corona. <laughs> So I need prayer, actually. <clears throat> Amen. What I also see is um, whenever you are praying together, is that the counsel of the Lord is being released. Amen. And so uh, take also time for a lot of prayer. Because whenever you are together and pray, the Lord will speak to you and give you also wisdom and strategy to uh, move forward. Amen. So number one, thank you for hosting us. Number two, what I want to say to you is that it is important to keep the fire burning. Also when it comes to the prophetic, because we have ignited something, but it is your responsibility to keep the fire burning. When it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, if you are not using them, they have a tendency to sleep. Specifically the prophetic, which is a flame, if you are not using it, it will become a little flame. But God wants to give a prophetic fire also in this house. And this is the reason why you need to build prophetic culture. Now everybody say prophetic culture. What is prophetic culture? Is that we make room for the Holy Spirit. Prophetic means we are moved by inspiration. We are led by the Holy Spirit. We give room for the Holy Spirit to move also in our church. Amen. Uh, prof everybody say prophetic culture. And the way you can do this practically is maybe because you have a prayer meeting. Say you have prayer meetings on Thursday. Why not once a month also uh, do prophetic activation? <clears throat> also in, in, in the context of a group. And minister to the people. Amen. You can do that. A second thing you can do <clears throat> is to start a prophetic intercession group in the city. And invite also other churches to join you or other sisters. And then also pray together and also to do prophetic activation. Because many churches, there's no prophetic culture. This is the reason why we have... In the Netherlands, PMO, Prophetic Mentorship Online, we 
gather together once a month with prophetic people <coughs> and, prof and prophets who are connected to local churches where there is no culture. So we pray together and we prophesy and we let the river flow and we keep the fire burning. So, start that. Everybody say, wow. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Do something. Yes. Yeah? And the Lord will bless it and the Lord will add to it. As a matter of fact, you're part of mentorship, but it's, it's time to start mentorship. Yeah. But what about the people that have not been part of the prophetic school? Because you also want to integrate them in the prophetic. And the second thing that I see is not only to activate the prophetic, the mentorship, but also to activate Bible study. Yes. That's what I see in the spirit. Bible study. I see specific Bible study also where men are uh, a part of, but everybody can be part of that. And you need to step in. In the Bible study. Yeah, of course you can ask others, but it's your responsibility. You need to step in and to step up. You can do it twice a month, teaching grace. Amen. Because you are very powerful. Amen. How many of you know that he always come with quotes? I like them. I'm delighted. I'm ignited. But what's the other one? No, well, <laughs> no all, all the way, all the time, those kinds of things. But you have much to give. You have much to give, and and don't 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 think. Well, I'm busy enough, and let others do, and it's easier. No, no, no. God wants to stretch you. Amen. Step in. Yes. Another thing that I want to say to you is that you are not called to cater to the emotions yeah. and the fears of people. That's right. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, ooh. Yeah. But all of us. Yeah, but the people of God. Yeah. And the people, yeah, the people of God. No, no, we are called to upgrade people. We are called to cater according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And according to the blueprint that the Lord has given you. Because you have already received a blueprint. Because if you have not a blueprint, you cannot build accurately. Because that is the reason why Moses received first the blueprint of the tabernacle in the desert. And according to the blueprint he was building. If there is not a blueprint or a vision, then you are building according to your own vision. And it will not work. Because if the Lord will not build the house, it will not be blessed. Amen. That means that if you have not a blueprint for yourself or a vision, probably you're called to be part of a blueprint and to be part of a vision. Amen. But you are called to bring people out of the box and to upgrade them to your standard and to the standards of the kingdom and not to be downgraded to the emotions and the fears of people. I see a spirit... I have sensed a spirit of intimidation. Amen. Uh, and that is normal. Yeah. I've sensed that in the atmosphere. Uh, because <clears throat> it's a young church. So I know I know how it works. Amen. But we need to overcome that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And we need to grow 
above our insecurities. All of us has sometimes have to deal with that. Specifically when there's a new level, amen, but we have to push through. We have to overcome. So I hear you saying, come on, do it. Let's do it. Everybody say, let's do it. Come on, you can do it. The Lord is with you. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. Amen. The Lord wants to stretch all of us and also you. Yeah, but I've no time. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Make time. Come on. Do it. Let's do it together. No more excuses. Amen. Don't cater to the excuses. Hallelujah. I know if you have a pastor's heart, I know how it works. But this is what the Lord says. Don't cater to the, to the emotions and fears of people. Wow. Shock. Everybody says shock. A last thing that I want to say, or two more things, <clears throat> is according to your DNA as a church, you are called to be apostolic in DNA. What I mean with that, apostolic is inclusive. Everybody say inclusive. Apostolic, but with a uh, uh, but the f but with a expression of family, business, family, business, and also the prophetic, the healing, the deliverance, the, the Holy Spirit, the glory. Let me put it. Yeah. But apostolic in DNA, what we mean with that is inclusive. Yeah, it is. It is. You go for all the manifestations of who Jesus is and His kingdom. And not only a part. It is not only the love, but also the word. Right. Not only the power, uh, but also uh, the love. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I, I'm reminding of a scripture that I once heard from a quite powerful man of God. Um, I, I personally, I am also a man of revelation. Huh? So all the preachings and the teachings, I've cooked them myself in my own spiritual kitchen. I can't preach somebody else's message. But we do receive ingredients from others. Amen. And we use that in our cooking of meals. And there are a few men of God that I sometimes draw from. Uh, one of them is David Balestri. He's a great man of God. But how many of you know, Bo is also a great man of God. Amen. Let's give Bo also a hand. Amen. And I want to honor you also that specifically in the area of... Uh, teaching, preaching, revelation, uh, uh, etc. Sometimes he is sharing something and I think, hey, I'm going to use that one. <laughs> yes, because we have no, uh, uh, on revelation there is no patent. Revelation is not patent. Okay, so amen to that. So he shared once a, a revelation that I'm using in order to explain the apostolic church. You can find this in Matthew 16, where Jesus says, I'm building my church. Amen. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And then he was saying to Peter, who say the man that I am? One is saying, I'm a, you are Elijah, John the Baptist, and Jeremiah. And, and, but the Lord uh, is not Jeremiah, John the Baptist, and Jeremiah. Those persons speaks of a part of who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. yeah, so Jeremiah speaks of the love of God because he was a weeping prophet. John the Baptist speaks of the power of God because he was releasing power. No, sorry, Elijah is a picture of the power of God. 
John the Baptist is a picture of the word because he didn't came with power, but only with the word of God. Amen. And actually what the Lord, because Jesus was saying, but who do you say that I am? And thou art the Christus. Amen. With other words, what Jesus was saying, I'm not building a Jeremiah church. I'm not building an Elijah church. And I'm not building a John the Baptist church. I'm building a Jesus church. Everybody say Jesus church. And then Jesus' church is love Amen. and word and power and all the dimensions of the kingdom of God. Yes. Can you say amen to yes. that? And this is, this is also in your heart. Yeah? Hey, but he took also more, some more time. <laughs> I take also more time. And you also, so. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I know, I know. How many of you hear the Lord speaking? But this is who you are. You want the fullness. Not only this, but also that. Because there's a great foundation, but now you are building upon that foundation. But there's an accent. There's an, there's an, uh, although, emphasis. yeah, emphasis, sorry. Sorry. Everybody say emphasis. And emphasis is family. You guys are family. Amen. And you have a certain family DNA. And the Lord says, be faithful to that. You are building a family. Amen. And let the church grow. Then a center will come. Everybody say a center. At the end we see a center. An apostolic hub. An apostolic center. Uh, because the Lord is not. God only not only wants to use you. To build a community. But also to have effect. On the region. Amen. And then when the center is coming. You can connect the business to it. Because the Lord has already saying to you, you can use your business skills to finance also the ministry. Amen. 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 And that's what you're already doing, yeah. and it will increase. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. let's give the Lord one more time a clap over. And finally, I want to say to you is that uh, we have some new friends. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Because we knew each other, yeah. but this was the first time that we connect. I feel at home. I feel accepted. I know that when we are, or when I come, or we are, we have a home in South Africa, Amen. and we have a great future Amen. together. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give it one more time. That was awesome. Wow, 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 wow. That was good. Amen. 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 Wow, didn't those two brothers just bless you right there? Woo. Okay, all right. Not a problem. Hey, it's good to see our brother Chesney. Is that your uh, your lovely uh, other half? Better half? <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. Amen. It's, yeah, it's so good to be here in the house of God with y'all lovely people. I'm going to share just in the next few moments here some things. Uh, honestly, they both shared a number of things. I was going to share, to be honest with you, which is good. Like I said, we didn't actually compare notes to what the Holy Spirit dropped in our spirits. But the Holy Spirit knows how to, you know, coordinate our activity. This, this shows just how powerful, you know, divine relationships can be. You can be on the same page in the Spirit. Oh, thank you very much. You discerned that I was thirsty. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to take about the next 20 minutes or so here, and um, two things I'm going to try to do. 
I want to paint a picture, large, big picture of what God is doing, the house he's building today. And then I want to narrow it down a couple things uh, in terms of this specific house. God is building his house. Yeah. When Jesus said, I'm building my church, he never stopped. Yeah. And some of what he's doing is rebuilding it. <laughs> he's reforming it the way he wanted it to be from the beginning, but we just kind of got off course a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. When you think about the word love beyond church. Yeah. That's a, that's a powerful name of a local house. It, it really speaks of the fact that love is spo isn't supposed to be just contained in a building, you know, even in a local gathering. But this this is where things are cultivated that should spread throughout the community and throughout the region, ultimately throughout the world. Um, I love that name. That's a beautiful name, beautiful identity, and God's really bringing affirmation and confirmation this morning and just bringing strength and revelation to your identity. Now, I want to paint a big picture here for a second because I want you to see this. You know, there's some things in the Bible that are true for every person on the planet, everywhere on the planet, for all time. And then there are specific things that are true for specific people or leaders or churches based on a specific assignment. No, every one of us has different gifts, right? We have different a vision that God gives us individually, and it's a little bit unique based on the person you're sitting next to. One local church, amen, amen. So one local church can have a slightly different assignment within the bigger context of God's church. You understand God's church includes all of his people, all of his sons and daughters, all over the world. In fact, when I say the word church, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Most people think of a particular local church. That's just one dimension of church. I have a, a teaching course back home, and one of the classes talks about dimensions of church. There, you know, there, there is a small dimension of church that includes you and the Lord. Of course, in your private time of prayer and worship and Bible reading, there's spiritual dynamics that take place there. How many know you and Jesus aren't, aren't good enough? <laughs> you need a local church to be a part of. You need to be connected in, in relationships. But then there's a second dimension of church, which is the most obvious one. It's the local gathering. But this is not the only dimension of church as well. There's dimensions of spiritual activity that can take place in divine relationships. Amen. Whether it's just two people in fellowship, encouraging one another. There's, there's things that take place there that aren't going to take place in your private time with the Lord. And they're not gonna, aren't going to take place in the local church. But there's also dimensions of maybe small group activity. Well, like yesterday, we broke up into different groups and, and interacted in a prophetic basis. But there's things that take place in a small group activity that don't take place just when two people are fellowshipping, don't take place in the prayer closet with you and Jesus, and that don't take place when we gather in the local church gathering. There's also dimensions of church that go beyond the local church into more regional activity where God gathers multiple churches together or multiple leaders together. I mean, ultimately, the church is not just... It's not just one faceted. It's multifaceted. It includes the church of an entire nation of South Africa, the church of Africa, the church in the entire world. How about this one? Paul said, 
Uh, he talked about the family of God in heaven and earth. Yeah. Right now, there's the family of God that's alive, but there's we've had family members that have passed on. They're with God in heaven right now. Well, the true church includes all of God's family in heaven and earth. And how about those yet to be born? <laughs> this expands, you know. So, so you see, see this picture of the house that God is building. There's, there's a big picture, and then there's the individual aspect of it. Let me share this with you. Um, the very beginning of your Bibles, the book of Genesis. God says, let us make man in our image. He's using plural words. The father didn't say, "Let I am going to make man after my image. He said, let us. That includes the father, the son, the spirit, right? So we're created in his image. God is a team. God is a family. God is a community. And he created us to function just like that. And so we're talking about this concept of church. God is reforming us and recreating us into his image. Now, let's take it a little bit further. You know, in the New Testament, when Jesus commissions his disciples, uh, he's telling these leaders that, that just were raised up to help cooperate with him in developing local churches and expanding the kingdom. He tells them, I want you to baptize these new believers, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, right? It wasn't just the name of the Father. It wasn't in the name of God in general. It's the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit. Three dimensions of the responsibility that leaders are required to baptize people um, into. This is not just, and I'm not going to get real deep here. I'm going to hold on a second here. This is not just a formula that we use in water baptism. There's a revelation here that God exists Father, Son, and Spirit. Now, here's how this worked out in the Old Testament. God reveals himself progressively over time. I mean, you can, you can attest to this in your own life if you've been a believer for any length of time. You discover that Jesus is your Savior, right? That's probably the first revelation you got. But then you walk a little bit further, you're like, wait a minute. He's also the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. And then you walk a little further with Christ, and you're like, he's also my healer. You walk a little further, you discover he's my deliverer. Keep walking, and he's my provider. I mean, God has so many things to us. He, he progressively reveals who he is to us. Now, look, look how this you know, kind of transpired with the Israelites. Of course, the Israelites are in Egypt, and uh, Moses, God was raising him up as a leader to baptize the Israelites into the name of the Father. Here's how this happened. Um, Exodus chapter 3, you remember what happened to the burning bush? Moses was tending the sheep backside of the desert. He looks over and sees this bush on fire. That was, that was normal. It was in the desert. The bush is caught on fire. It's hot, you know. Nothing abnormal about that. But what was abnormal is it kept burning, and it, it didn't consume. It just kept burning and burning and burning. Fires all eventually go out, right? <laughs> it didn't go out. So he's like, what in the world is going on here? So Moses goes over there to see what's going on with this. It was a sign and a wonder. Got his attention, right? So he comes over there. As soon as he gets over close to it, all of a sudden God speaks to him out of that fire. And he says, I'm the God of Abraham, of God of, the God of Jacob, the God of Isaac. And I've seen the oppression of my people. 
and I want to deliver them. And I want to, I want to, you know, what he began to discover was that God began to reveal himself to Moses. And God wanted to use Moses to reveal himself to the Israelites as, as our father. You know, if you're an earthly father, you want to protect your children, right? You want to, you want to provide for your children. You want to nurture them in the context of family. That's the nature of, of a father. You, God put that, put that in us. And, and mothers as well. There's more of a nurturing aspect in how God created us. But God began to reveal himself to Moses and then through Moses to the Israelites as father. It's really the, the concept, the culture of family that they've made reference to. The local church should be baptized into the image of the father, which is the culture of family. There are many local churches today that do not have a family culture. Yeah. It's sad to see this. But it's, but it's true. We've been, we've been shaped after more religious cultures and different traditions of men and things that don't make things very relational. You see, I, I, I've said this many times in the past, but it's sad when, when you attend a local church and you know more about the back of someone's head than you do about what's going on in their heart. Because yeah. there's a lot of people who attend church services who never engage in any type of relational relationships with people that they attend church with because there's no family culture established there or people resist relationships because they've been hurt in the past. But then you walk a little further in the story with uh, Moses and they brought the Israelites out of Egypt into the wilderness. Well, there came a season where God said, okay, I need to reveal another part of me to my people. And it's Exodus 19. And God's talking to Moses. He said, you remember, remember how I brought you out of Egypt, like on eagle's wings, and I brought you to myself? He's saying, remember when I revealed myself as father, and I remembered how I revealed this family culture to the Israelites and began to develop that because there was a relationship that began to develop between Moses and the people. God was trying to nurture that. He says, now I want to reveal another part of who I am. He says, I want to create with you and in you and through you, a kingdom of priests. God began to reveal himself not as father, but now as, as king. He began to unveil this kingdom culture. How many know that Jesus is the king of kings? The father is not referred to as the king of kings. The Holy Spirit is not referred to as the king of kings. Jesus is the king of kings. Jesus is also the head of the church. The Father's not referred to as the head of the church. Holy Spirit's not the head of the church. Jesus is the head of the church. You see, there's, there's, diff there's different dimensions even within the Godhead between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit that God wants you and I as believers to come into a revelation of who God is and in the local church and every dimension of church, God is establishing these identities in these functions in who we are. So God begins to reveal himself as king. What happens in the wilderness? Well, God gave Moses the law. All 613 Levitical laws with the Ten Commandments, part of that. And gives him the blueprint to build the tabernacle structure and order. He brings in this kingdom culture began to reveal, to be revealed in that season. Mm -hmm. It was built on the family culture to work together now. And when you get to the end of the 40-year wilderness season, and, uh, of course, Moses was not able to lead them into the promised land, but uh, God raised up Joshua to take them in. 
something important happened in that season as well. Joshua was just about ready to lead the people to that first city. I believe it was Jericho. But before he engaged the people to take Jericho and possess the land and drive out the giants, God said, you know, I need to reveal another part of who I am to my people, the Israelites. And it came through the leadership. Leadership saw it first, was impacted and changed by it first, by that revelation. And then they led the people and baptized the people into that identity. What happened was this. Joshua saw this man from a distance. The Bible says he had a sword drawn in his hands. Yes. And Joshua was afraid. He didn't know who, who, who this was. And he came, he came a little closer. Like Moses came to the burning bush a little. Like what in the world's going on with this bush? I'm not sure what's happening. And then God spoke to him. Joshua came the same way because they had never seen God that way before. It was a new revelation of the fullness of who God is as Father, Son, Spirit. So Joshua comes up to this man and says, are you for us or against us? And then God speaks. And he says, neither. And that used to, used to confuse me because I thought he was going to say, well, I'm for you. I'm on your side. I, I love you. I want to help you. But he says, uh, neither. <laughs> he says, I've been sent as captain of, of the Lord's host. Of course, in both instances, what did Moses and Joshua do? Take the, the sandals off their feet. They worship God on holy ground. But what God did in that moment was to reveal himself as a man of war, as a warrior. You understand, God is a loving father, but he's also... A king of divine order. And he is a warrior. Say God is a warrior. God is a father. God, Jesus is king. And the spirit of God is a warrior. And that might confuse some of you. Because you're thinking the Holy Spirit. Isn't he this nice gentle dove? Let me explain it to you. The Holy Spirit is. He loves to overcome the enemies of God. The Bible says within every one of you, there's a war. Your flesh and the spirit. The spirit loves to help empower you to overcome flesh. The Bible says that we, by the power of the Holy Spirit, can overcome sin. The Bible says... By the Spirit, we put to death the deeds of the body. There's a warfare in overcoming those things by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. There is a warfare. Paul says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers. There is a war that God empowers us to wrestle and overcome the influence of demonic spirit. The Holy Spirit loves that. Genesis 1. The Bible says God created the heavens and the earth, and but something happened. There was darkness. There was things taking place in the earth realm. That God said, "Okay, we've got to we got to do some reformation here. We got to do some restoration of the earth realm and bring some transformation here because things were chaotic in the earth and had to do with demonic activity in the earth and what was going on." But you know what the Holy Spirit was doing? He was just right there waiting. The Bible says he was hovering over the waters. He was just waiting for a word from the Father that he could 
take and bring to life and overcome the darkness. Holy Spirit loves loves warfare. You know the reason you know the reason I'm telling you this is because God's created us in His image. There's something in our purpose as human beings. We were created for family. We were created for worship. I remember when I was a little boy um, in Sunday school in my church. I got born again when I was five years old. But I remember my Sunday school teacher taught me, you know, the reason why God created man was for, you know, for for relationship, for fellowship. And there's some truth to that. God created us to fellowship with him, of course, to have a relationship with him. That's true. That's incomplete. It's not. That's not the full truth. I, I discovered later on that you know God didn't create us for fellowship because He was bored. You know, there's divine purpose in that. But later on, I heard that well, the reason God God created us was for for worship to worship Him. You heard that one? Yeah. Well, there, there's some truth to that. Part of that that worship part is, is deals with our priestly role to worship Him with the gifts He's given us, the sacrifices that we give Him. There's some truth to that. So one of those answers relates to family culture, relationship. Another relates to the kingly culture. We're all, we're all a, a kingdom of priests. We all serve the Lord with the gifts he's given us and one another too. But there's a third part. Ultimately, the reason why God created us ultimately has to do with dominion. Let them have dominion. And it's not just over fish, cows, birds, not just a natural dominion. God created us as spirit beings to have dominion over darkness and over every demonic spirit. You were created to dominate devils. The reality is these revelations of who God is as father represents family culture of king represents kingdom culture and the warrior that represents this culture of warfare all of which God reveals to the leaders and changes leaders. I mean, think about Joshua. God revealed himself as a warrior to Joshua the very moment he needed to see that. Because as he worshipped, God began to change him into that same image that he saw. Gave him the courage to go and fight in battle. Knowing that God was going to fight their battles, but they, had, they, they worked with him to do that. But this is the big picture concept here. How is God building his church today? He's recreating us into his image, the image of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Let us create man in our image and let them have dominion. You see, we cannot walk in the dominion God's called us to if we don't have the family culture established, if we don't have true kingdom culture established. And if we're not engaged in the right type of victorious warfare, all three elements of these, these cultures need to be, of course, revealed to leadership, developed in us. And then we baptize people into the name of the Father, into the name of the Son, and into the name of the Holy Spirit. You track tracking with me? This is not just a, for, a religious formula for baptizing people in water. This is a big picture revelation of what we're called to do mm. as leaders of his church and as God's people to integrate into these cultures as a way of life. I want to take the last uh, maybe 10, 15 minutes here and just talk about family culture. Because this is the first culture that we really need to be baptized into. Mm. 
Because they're layer upon layer. God builds layer upon layer. If we don't engage in true family culture, kingdom culture will become legalistic. It'll become competitive. And that's what mo most of church is at. Because we emphasize gifts and anointings and ministries and this and that. And we compete with each other. And we're trying to outdo each other. But you see, if you have family culture established first, and that's what we've done with relationships with some of these leaders you've heard from and with Eric as well. We, none of us did ministry together until we had relationship built. Family culture first. Mm. Then began to engage as a kingdom of priests with different gifts and serving people and one another. See, that's, these, most people in the church do it backwards now. We emphasize gifts and callings and anointings and all this and we don't engage in the relational culture because when you engage in the family culture first, guess what? In that culture, you really develop character. You really de develop character. When you relate with one another, how I many know relationships can be messy? Yeah, you might, even those who are married here in the house tonight, you love one another. And I loved your story about how you, you just couldn't get off the phone with your, your lovely bride to be there. And how I many know you live with someone for a, uh, more than a week and you're going to find some stuff that you might not necessarily like you might not agree with but you said i do and you made a commitment for life because you do love them not because they're perfect and of course not because you're perfect but you made a commitment because you're engaged long term in the process we need to do that same thing in the spirit but many people don't Many people attend church the first time they get, they disagree with something, they leave, you know, they, you know, it, it's kind of, kind of ingrained in the culture as well. I mean, yeah. back 50, 60 years ago, even I'm speaking from America, but I think it's all over the world. Yeah. We understood covenant. We understood mm -hmm. commitment. We understood, you know, faithfulness and hard work and commit, commitment to one to another. I mean, even in the, the realm of work, like for instance, my grandpa, he worked one job his whole life. And retired and got a pension and um, today it's rare to hear about people who work one job their whole life yeah. but back in that time period people really engaged and were faithful and committed and they were they it, it, you see this manifest in the business community you see this manifest in relationships I mean the divorce rate used to be much 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 lower than what it is but today if someone gets married in the US Odds are they're probably going to be divorced at some point. So I think maybe about 60% of people that get married are going to get divorced. Yeah. That didn't used to be that case. But something in our culture, you know, just makes us think about ourselves and we're not committed to the long haul. But thank God for love beyond church because you're called to change the culture. Yeah. But it starts right here in this church culture. Yeah. It starts right here in your life. Yeah. In, in your engagement in this family culture. Let me tell you about my family just for a minute. I'm not sure about you. I did not have a perfect family when I grew up. Oh, you guys did? No, no, no. Oh, okay, yeah. We all had challenges in our family upbringing. I don't care how wonderful the parents are. They aren't perfect, right? Nobody's perfect. But anyway, in my family culture, you know, when I was two years old, they uh, my parents taught me how to put my toys away. Now, first two years of my life, I'm pretty much dependent on my parents for everything. They got to feed me bottles and baby formula and, and food, maybe mashed potatoes. So I can start to 
eat a little bit and give me some real steak. I mean, last night we had that ostrich. That was good stuff. Um, I couldn't eat that when I was two years old. Anyway, so you're dependent when you're first coming to a family. Um, but my parents said, you know, we're, we're going to teach you to really engage and do your part. I couldn't do much. I couldn't mow the grass yet. You know, I couldn't take out the trash yet. I guess I could have waddled out there in my diaper and bring it out to the road <laughs> there. But, no, but I learned how to, how to do my part, at least what I could when I was two years old. So I started putting my toys away. When I was five years old, um, my mom taught me to clean my room a little bit. You know, so once a week I'd have to clean my room. Well, when I got to be about eight, nine years old, my dad said, you know, we need to give you some more manly chores, son. I'm like, okay. So he taught me how to kind of clean out the garage a little bit and do some things there. And then I learned to mow the grass. And um, when I was actually when I was eight years old, my dad started to take me uh, to work with him during the summer when I didn't have school, had a break. And I learned how to work and, you know, we did construction. Um, but of course, the older I got, the more was expected of me to give, to contribute, to the family, and I mean, thank God, I, my, my dad provided, I had a roof over my head, I had food to eat, I had clothes to wear, but the more that I grew, the more I was expected to give and contribute to the family. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, in, in most churches today, here's the mentality, part of it is because culture has developed this within our mentality, part of it is that uh, it's kind of a false version of Christianity has caused us to believe certain things. But the reality of local church we're taught to think it's about us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're taught to think that we come at ten church, someone you know prays for us, someone teaches the word for us, someone worships for us, we can get some inspiration and maybe sing a song or two with them. But we come to receive. We come we come to church. What can we get out of church? And that's our primary motive and our reason why we come. Now that is a good reason to come because we all should receive when we come together, you know? But that should not be the only reason why we engage. Yeah. You know, when, when you're really part of a family, you, 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 of course, you, you want to receive from those who are part of the family, especially those who are more mature, those that are leaders in the house. But the desire that God wants for the, his sons and daughters of his house is for every one of us to do our part. Yes. And I feel like this is a season mm -hmm. in the development of your yeah. local church Love Beyond Church. I mean, I think this is nine months you've been going. It's kind of a prophetic number. Nine months in the womb. Nine months in the womb, you are completely dependent on your mother. The umbilical cord is attached to you receiving the food and nutrients, everything directly right there in the womb. But something shifts at nine months where you are birthed into the real world. And now it's time, to, and of course you're still very dependent on your mother, don't get me wrong, but you're now learning, discovering, and, and beginning to move ways you couldn't move before, so you were restricted before. But I feel like this is a season in your local house where God is challenging many of you to allow the Holy Spirit to shift you on the inside, saying, you know what, maybe you can't mow the grass yet, but maybe you can take out the trash, maybe you can clean the garage. Maybe you can put your toys away. Maybe you can uh, clean your room. Everybody is given grace by God. Yes. Come on. And everybody in the family of God should have a heart to want to give mm. and to serve and to love one another. Mm. 
ultimately, long term, this will be a strong, not in this location, but this will be a strong apostolic center that is engaging in territorial dominion in the region. But before that's going to come to fruition, fulfillment, there's a strong kingdom culture that will develop. But first, it's family culture. Mm. This is the season where God's challenging every one of you to do what you can do. You know, sometimes it doesn't need to be super spiritual either. That's right. Colossians says, whatever you find your hand to do, do it with all your heart. You know, when I started, at, I was 14 years old, and I realized I had a call of God on my life to preach and to minister and to do a lot of things that I'm, I've done the last 30 years. You know, I didn't start out with a microphone in my hand. I started out cleaning toilets. Mm -hmm. I started out, I did sound ministry. I uh, did some ushering, did some greetings, different. I sang in, you know, our praise and worship. I did a lot of little, a lot of things that I didn't think were super spiritual, you know. But God used to begin to engage me in serving in the house. But I also engaged on a relationship basis. See, I didn't just attend the services. This is when I was 14, 15, 16 years old. I didn't just attend the services and serve in these capacities. I also engaged in relationships with people outside the services to fellowship, discipleship, um, a lifestyle of evangelism. You know, this is that's love beyond, beyond church. Where we're engaged in relationships, yep. we're fellowshipping with each other. It's so crucial for your development. It's so crucial for the culture of this church yeah. that you don't just come and serve and do something, but you engage in heartfelt relationships. But both are, are critically important. So I believe I believe God really wants to establish family culture and the prophetic grace that we've talked about the last several years are actually very very helpful. In the family culture. How I many how I many can use some encouragement once in a while? You go through some stuff and you're like, man, I could really be use some encouragement right here. Honestly, you know, you're gonna get some encouragement in this house as you attend, no doubt about it. The word of God's going forth. Um, and most of them we gather in gatherings like this, most of the time it's leaders who are more mature ministering to us. And there's a time and place for that. But there's also a time and place, um, I'll liken it to the to the family. And this is my first closing. I believe that all fivefold leaders are entitled to five closings. <laughs> but I'm only going to use three. Only three today for sake of time. Three. So here's my first closing. You know, I believe... I lost my train of thought. Here. What was I talking about? Family. What's that? Closing. Oh, you want me to close? Okay. Yeah, how the prophetic is very helpful um, in developing family culture. In, in the family. How I many know if you're married, you need some time alone with your spouse? Not everything that needs to be said or done needs to be done in front of children. Amen? There's a time and place for leaders to spend time with leaders. How many know it's important for, it's for children to have time to play? Away from their parents, just children playing with one, interacting, social interaction. That's healthy. And then there's also a time for the family to be together 
for leaders to speak into the lives of their parents, to teach them, to train them, to correct them, to love them, to nurture them. I'm saying this, all these different dimensions of relationship are all critical in the family. And they're also critical in the house of God. So is, is this local church gathering important? Absolutely. It's, 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 it's a dynamic where more of the ministry is done from leadership from parents to children. More so. It can be a little bit of engaged in other ways too, but that's the majority of it. But there's a time, it's so important that all of us have people, you know, children that we can play with. You know, that makes sense, that analogy. And so, yes, it's good for you to attend the local church. Yes, it's good for all of you to find a way to serve and help in the bigger scheme of things. But please, engage in personal relationships. Fellowship. You need people you can just relax with and talk about life, talk about the things of God, talk about hunting if you want to. You know, just don't be super spiritual. Just be real, you know. Um, but we all need that. And you need to engage and put your faith forward in those types of relationships. Now, part of the, I'm at, this is my second closing here. I'm, I'm coming into our landing here. <laughs> I'm going to pray for a couple things before I leave here. Um, part of the reason why believers sometimes don't engage in the relational side of things is that they've been hurt in past relationships. What happens when you're hurt, when you're deeply hurt, when you're offended, oftentimes we build these walls of intimidation. We build these walls of fear. It kind of separates us from the intimacy and relationship that we need. And we actually want deeper, closer relationships. But because of that fear, sometimes we're kind of distant. And we'd rather just attend a service and, and receive some stuff that way. But not engage in a place of transparency. Because when we do that, we're risking the possibility of being hurt all over again. But this this house, Love Beyond Church, it's a safe place. It's a safe place. Part of your healing can take place as you release and forgive those that have hurt you. Part of your healing and restoration will only take place when you open up your heart. And you engage in relationships on a closer level. I feel like Holy Spirit's talking to somebody right now. In fact, uh, if that's you, and I'd like to pray for you right now. We're, we're going to pray for you right now. Just pray where you're out there. If that's you, you're just like, you know what? I, I desire closer relationships. I desire fellowship. I desire that. But I, it's difficult for me because I've, I've been hurt. And there's something within me restricting me from having that, that freedom. But you just lift your hand where you're at. I'm going to pray for you. Just be honest. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, can we do this? Can, can you guys come up here real quick? We'll pray for you just one time. It'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah, we family here. Amen. Amen. Uh, no, you, what? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Andre. Um, yeah, if you don't mind, Andre, you come up here. That'd be great. Amen. Yeah, that'd be fun. Amen. Wow. Family, what's all, it's all of what it's about, you know? God, God made us. You know what God said after he made man? What he said, it's not good for you to be alone. You heard that before? God said, it's not good for you to be alone. And we're all, there's something within us. We desire that intimacy, that, that fellowship, that, that relationship. Sometimes we find ourselves 
in the wrong types of relationships, though. Sometimes people hurt us. Sometimes people don't mean to because they're hurt. Sometimes people do mean to hurt us because they want to take advantage of us. That's unfortunate. Hear what I'm saying. Hear what God's saying. God knows your pain. God feels your pain. He loves you so much. And God wants to heal that place in you that's been difficult to overcome. Um, before, before I pray for you, um, um, do, do you, do you know the Lord as your, as your savior? Have you, have you given your life to him? Um, not, not as far as being a part of a church or whatever, but have you, um, really allowed, just given your entire life to the Lord to live for him? Okay. Yeah. Would, would you like to do that? Is that something that the Holy Spirit's moving in your heart to do? Amen. I just want to, I want to lead you in a prayer. I would like all of us, and if there's anyone else also before we do this, if there's anyone else here, you know, you're saying something on the inside of me. I've been drawn right now to true relationship with God. You know, maybe you've been to church all your life. Eric said it earlier. It's not about religion. It's about true relationship with God. And that's what gives us true access to true relationship with one another. Where we can walk in love and experience his joy and peace. There's, you can't find true purpose outside of God. But if anyone else, you say, I want to I pray this prayer too. I want to give my life to the Lord. And maybe, maybe you need to recommit your life to the Lord as well. Maybe you are committed in a past season. But you want to just, you want to dive in now. <laughs> I went to the pool the other day and I put my big toe in the pool. It looked like it might have been a little cold. And, uh. Eventually, I had to just jump on in. <laughs> I think the Holy Spirit right now is saying it's time to jump in. Anybody else want to pray this prayer? Just lift your hand with me. You want to give your life to Jesus, maybe the first time, or maybe recommit. Anybody else? Okay. All right. Let's just all pray this prayer. If you mean this from your heart, I promise you something's going to happen inside you right now. It's going to be power. It's going to be real. I want you to say, say, Father, I believe in your son, Jesus. And for dying for my sins. I thank you for loving me enough to give me access into your family. And I ask you right now to forgive me all the sins I've committed. Make me a new person. Cleanse me on the inside. Give me your life. And show me your purpose for my life. And I commit from this day forward to give my life to you. I want to know you for myself. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Did you mean that, man? Amen. Did you feel something happen inside of me? What, what has happened is the Holy Spirit came in. He just forgave you everything you've ever done wrong. It's gone. Gone. And his, his love right now is... You can feel the love of God in you right now. He loves you so much. <laughs> Says, Father, we thank you. Yeah. 
We thank you, Lord, for our, our, our new brother in Christ, for the love you have for him. Lord, for the peace you're, you're speaking into his mind. We thank you that this is a day of freedom. <laughs> that every lie spoken about him is broken. And every yoke of bondage is broken. You're canceling the curse that's been released in his life. And you're bringing him to, into alliance with your blessing, your freedom, your love, your joy, your peace. Father, thank you. Holy Spirit, right now. <laughs> For driving out everything that is not of God. Out. Yes. There's bondage breaking right now. In the name of Jesus. Every demonic spirit that has tormented him, no longer, no more. He is a child of God. The blood of Jesus has cleansed him, has renewed him. Ah, so releases him right now from all torments. The fear right now in the name of Jesus goes from his mind. Divine protection comes to him in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All bondage is broken in his life in the name of Jesus. All mental torment and intimidation is broken in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God's giving you a new heart this day. A new heart this day. You're going to love in a way you've never experienced before. Because God's love right now is purging you, is cleansing you, making you new. There's prophetic destiny for you this day that's coming to life. That which you've been seeking in the wrong places, you're finding this day. <laughs> you are finding this day of fulfillment in God. Father, we thank you for your love, ah, for your freedom, for your life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You set him free right now free from the works of the devil yes. you were part of the family of the devil but that bondage is broken and you stepped into the family of god and you will experience so much more you will experience your true fulfillment will come in you you don't need other things to be fulfilled only jesus inside of you and I prophesy over you that you will never return back to the devil and to the works of the devil. And the Lord says, trust me, trust me, trust me, because I have, I have, I have given my life for you to give you life and abundance. Father, I thank you that you are setting him free. The Lord says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set you free fully. 
I'm going to disciple you. You will be disciples. I'm going to grow you. And I'm going to use you, says the Lord. Because you have lived for yourself. You have lived maybe for the devil, even when you didn't know it. But you're going to live for Jesus. Hallelujah. You're going to live for him. You're going to testify. And the best is yet to come. The devil is a liar. And this is a new season for your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. No sin is too big for God to, to not for uh, to, to not to be forgiven father I thank you your blood cleanse him fully uh, on this moment in Jesus name hallelujah you came to the right house you came to the house and it's purposely intentionally God has sent you here you're in the right place with the right family with the right family that is going to show you love that is going to walk with you that is going to pray with you that is going to disciple you it's going to build you up i see you sharing with boldness with no shame what god has done for you you will declare out of your mouth the greatness and the goodness and the mercy and the faithfulness yes, of jesus christ because he cleansed your mind he cleansed your life he cleansed your heart and the Holy Ghost is inside of you, cleaning every part, filling every room in your life, in your soul, in your mind, in your body. And you will be equipped. I see you sharing with other people with such boldness, with such a heart. <laughs> there you go. And in the name of Jesus, you will draw people for his kingdom, for his glory. And you won't be alone because, Ram, you're going to help him. You're going to help disciple him. You're going to help him teach the love of Christ flowing in such a way. And will draw many because it's going to be so diversified. This house is a house that will draw people all over in Jesus' name. Yeah, those who came up from prayer, take one step forward. Lift up your hands. So we start The Spirit of God is arresting the spirit of fear. And the Lord reaches back even to your childhood. To different things that happen the enemy has tormented you with. And the Lord is bringing you back to the place of purity, of freedom. We speak to emotional trauma to loose these men and women of God right now. When I lay my hands upon you, there is a freedom coming to you. There is a wholeness coming to you. There is a cleansing coming to you. But before I do that, I want to lead you in a prayer now. Because there's certain people that have done things wrong. Certain people have said things wrong. And I want you, out of your own mouth, perhaps you have you know, forgiven them before. But I want you to take a, take a picture of this in your spirit. Keep your eyes closed. The blood of Jesus was sufficient to forgive your sins. And it's also good enough for those that hurt you. So I want, what I want you to do right now is to place those people that have hurt you into the hands of God. And I want you to, out of your, out of your mouth, one more time, to say, Father, 
I forgive them and I release them in your hands. And I want you just real quietly say the names of the people. You don't have to say it out loud so we all hear it, but say the names of the people. Say, Father, I forgive them. I put them in your hands because your blood is good enough for them too. Do that now. Do that now. Holy Spirit's helping you right now. Forgive to release once and for all. There it is. Just release them right now into the hands of God. Release them right now. Right now, I arrest the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. I command it to release these people. They have forgiven. They have released. And they will no longer be limited by these walls of limitation, by the bondage of yesterday. The shackles are broken in Jesus' name. And we declare you are free right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. All emotional torment goes from her right now in the name of of Jesus. This is a new day. This is a new day. This is a new day, says the Spirit of God. We break that fear and that mental torment in Jesus' name. Be free right now in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Yesterday is gone. And a new day has come. And I speak right now the freedom to be transparent and vulnerable. The ability to trust all over again. In the name of Jesus. I speak life in their relationships. And acceleration in their spiritual walk. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's give God a hand of praise. Yeah. Uh, last thing, we'll hand this over to you. Commandy and Eric, can you come up here for a moment? Amen. Amen. It's time we engage in family culture in this house. It's time we put our hands in the plow and serve. It's time we, we engage in relationships and watch what's going to happen in your own life. I promise you, God will bless you for it. We just honor these, these servants of the Lord. Just go ahead and lift your hands. Father, I thank you for the path that you've brought them to this place. I thank you, Lord, for what you have already shown them in terms of the blueprint moving forward. Father, I pray even in this season, a greater revelation as Father, a greater revelation as King, a greater revelation as warrior that would transform them. Not as those that teach what they have learned from others. The Lord says, I'm taking you into a secret place where I will reveal myself to you in a brand new way. Even as Moses, even as Joshua had received revelation, you are about to tap into a spirit of wisdom and revelation in this season they will enable you to see step by step how the house is to be built and you will arise every gift God's put in you there's an integration coming in this season into what you're building now and into what God is building through you in the region in the days ahead so father we thank you for a new level of prophetic and apostolic grace 
that is stirred and activated and imparted them even now for this season and the time to come. Elevate them. Accelerate them as those servants you can trust. Give them the, the ability to develop this in the local church culture. To raise up an army. To raise up a kingdom of priests. To raise up a family in this generation. As those that would rise up to lead the charge of dominion in this territory. Father, we thank you for a fresh release of your grace. In the name of Jesus, release it now. Breathe a fresh breath of heaven upon them. Spirit of wisdom and revelation, let it come. Let it be stirred. Let it be activated. There is a blueprint for your life. God wants you to access. Uh, Chesney and your wife, can you come up here real quick? There is a blueprint. Even as Moses went up to the mountain and received the blueprint for the tabernacle, every single one of you has a blueprint for your life. Every family has a blueprint. Every local church has a blueprint. And we have to access this by our relationship with God and our relationship with others. When you fully engage in the house God's building, God's going to give you your blueprint. It's specific strategy for your life. Let's step up a little further here. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's your name? Kaylin. Okay. All right. Ah, yeah. I see in this season, there is, there's this that's getting ready to happen. I think you know what I mean. But there, there is a revelation and a development of who you are in this season that is going to complement him so well. And I'm not saying you're, you're divided. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying this is the season for you to press in for your identity. You believe in him. You believe in his call. You believe in his gift. But God says he believes in you. He is invested in you something bigger than what you can see right now. God's going to shift your perspective and your understanding of the importance you play in the, in the scheme of things here. So this is what I see in this season, like this. He's, he's you know, he's, he's gonna, always going to be a leader, you know, in your life, the relationships, and the family. But there's this taking place. Because God is healing the hurts of yesterday that has caused your vision of yourself to be less than. But God says that it, it's, it's much more than what you see right now. So he's going to reveal to you who you are. It's so important in this season. Because as you, as you come into that place, you guys are going to integrate on a whole new level. Not just, a, not just marriage, but the ministry dynamic of synergy. God desires for that. God, God longs for that, and He's setting a platform for that. Maybe you got something already here. And when it comes to the next step, the Lord says, "Trust me, trust me, because I'm going to birth something out of you." Amen. Although there will be relationships, new relationships in your next chapter, 
But the Lord has also called you to be a leader, a set man, a ministry. And maybe there will be connection, partnership, uh, whatever. But you are, you are a great leader. You are a great leader. With understanding and uh, the last season was process, a lot of sowing. But uh, your next step, you're going to reap, you're going to step actually in your ministry. Uh, you are born for such a time as this. You're going to see great things. Great things are before you. So the Lord says, take my hand. We are going on a journey. Uh, but in the journey, uh, the, the, I see the flower is flourishing. You will flourish. Uh, your marriage, but also your ministry will flourish. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, hear the testimonies. In Jesus' name. Because of the upgrade that God is doing in you, and especially as God shows you what He calls you to do together, what that's going to do is draw many eyes to look. Look at the oneness. Look at the heart. Look how they complement each other. It will be a sign that God will use to draw younger generation. If they can do it, God can do it for us. It will bring healing, restoration, transformation of others who've been wanting it, but don't see it because they've been seeing the opposite around them. Big difference. Big difference. And that's what God loves and desires as you trust Him and walk in this journey together. So yes, He's going to accelerate that and realize how beautiful you are so precious in His eyes that He brought you for a time as this. That's what I see in the Last thing I want to give this microphone over. Thank you guys so much. Amen. Look forward to building a relationship with you. Do you want to say this again back over? Um, Eric and Mandy. Um, I say this on my behalf, but I think with Alex can say this as well. You know, we're here for you, for you. Ongoing. However, we can help you and bless you. I feel like even as Haggai and Zechariah they came in, they helped them build. You know, they had they had some, of course, few difficult times. Ezra and Nehemiah, they were building a wall, building a temple, but the prophets came in to help them build, you know. But even beyond prophetically, we're here for you. Relationally, however we can help you to build, we're here for you. Well, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I've been blessed. Wow, hallelujah. And you know, in this sort of sense of afterglow, and, you know, what do you really say? Well, the best thing is not to say too much. Be still and know that He is God. Hallelujah. Apostle Alex, Apostle Bo, Apostle David, I just want to honor you. I want to honor you. I want to thank you for taking the time to come and pour out what the Holy Spirit has laid in your heart. And I do know that through your obedience there's been an impact that's going to change this nation. 
Stimme. You know, God is a generational God. Yes. And what you've done is you've so generational. And you might not even see this in your lifetime. But I do believe that so many lives have been impacted that are rippling through the glory of the God. So thank you so much. There's so much I could say that I have in my spirit, but thank you is really what I want to say from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you from Labion Church and just thank you for all the churches. I just want to say thank you. We're going to close. Well, that's very hard to always close when we're in His presence. But please join us for a coffee if you don't have to rush off. I know it's busy and you want to get back to your families but just come and connect come and have a coffee and uh, thank you for coming Amen. hallelujah